Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. center of the galaxy this is the force center podcast feed i'm cat knapsack for another edition of star wars ranked where me and a guest sit down and sometimes occasionally just me but it's fun to do things with friends or do things alone with friends as uh, we know as a theme of rise of skywalker uh we are going to be ranking things in star wars today and to do that is uh, on the show today joseph scrimshaw joseph i'm uh, i'm in one piece how are you I am also in one piece. I am happy to be your almost always guest. Not always, but I feel like at this point, like I'm almost like the roommate of Star Wars ranked, uh, but I sleep on the couch. So it seems like I might leave at some point. I love it. I love the evolution of these uh, 
uh, individual shows, you know, you know uh, shows we've done over the years. Your Star Wars Counseling is is uh, one of those. Data Bank, Data Bank Brawl, all those kind of things. And uh, Star Wars Ranked, it's like, yeah, we'll bring other f- folks on the show. I know Billy Patterson is going to come on the show soon, everything like that. But uh, it is just, uh, it's a nice, warm, comforting feeling to rank things with you. So that's why you're here. It is very, very fun to continue ranking things. And I look forward to the Billy episode, too. Uh, absolutely. Today on the show, we are now following along here. We sometimes the topics on ranked are very direct and sometimes they leave some room for discussion. This one today is our favorite non action figure Star Wars toys. What does that mean? Well, these are the things that aren't uh, classified as like the classic Kenner, the power of the force, black series, three and three quarter, uh, the six inch black series line, of course, the, the vintage line, anything like that. Anything now we're staying away from maybe clothing. Um, you know, if you own dishware, a, dishware is a good example. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was almost going to include some silverware. I don't play with it. I do eat with it, but it is a lightsaber. Um, those kind of things. So it's, uh, it's, it's a wide open list, Joseph, what I'm trying to say, but it's not action figure. That's what's key. This was a beautiful challenge when you uh, told me this, you wanted to do this topic. I was like, that's great. And then I was really, uh, just amazed by like, Ah, wow, my relationship with action figures is quite intense, and it doesn't leave much time for other toys. Uh, I did find plenty eventually, but I really had to think about it, which was great. Well, it really was a matter of just sitting down in one space and looking around my shelves and walls, right? And, and I think you did the same thing. And yeah, action figure heavy is kind of the way it is. But I, the nice thing about uh, just individuals and, and, and people who are different but also have shared interests, I could – probably do a list on my favorite Lego sets or maybe my Funko Pops. I know you don't collect those as much. You have other interests that maybe I don't have. So I I wanted to give us a chance to talk about our favorites from all those different collectible genres. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I did exactly what you did. I looked around my room and then I I looked around my life (laughs) and I found more than I thought. Love it. So uh, without further ado, we are going to rank our favorite non-action figure Star Wars toys five to one, beginning with Joseph's number five. Sir, what do you have? Uh, my number five was really fun to uh, actually research and figure out what the actual truth of it was. That was so I was uh, making sure that I was remembering it collect, uh, correctly. Uh, we are going back to something that you and I have talked about before. Uh, a weird little just brief moment in Star Wars uh, collectibles, and that is the Star Wars micro collection uh, from the early 80s, from like one year of the early 80s. Yeah. So if anybody is not familiar with the uh, Star Wars micro collection, it was basically uh, Kenner going like, OK, well, some of the, like the big ships, uh, the, the kids, the parents, they can't afford them. So we are going to just uh, knock out uh, these smaller, just little metal um figures that all come with sets and then you can build them up and uh i didn't know any of that backstory <laughs> right uh i just knew i love the toys and then suddenly i don't even remember when i went there went to what store uh suddenly there were these small sets uh with these little characters that were in all these different positions and they were locked in that position and they came with sets and uh, for some magic reason my parents could afford them <laughs> <laughs> And they only made uh, some Death Star stuff, uh, some a couple of Bespin sets that you could combine, uh, a bunch of Hoth stuff, uh, a Falcon. So we had a bunch of these. And I, when I go through the images, it, I just have these huge memories of just staring at them and turning them around and around because I was so fascinated by 
uh, okay, well, I have like two or three Darth Vaders, but they're all in different poses and they're dynamic and you can't move them, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's so, I could, we could do a whole episode just on this, but I just went through for my number five and I picked, I think, what was the most fascinating character uh, that I looked at the most. And it, it turns out you could get this character and this pose in two different sets, came with the Millennium Falcon and uh, the Bespin uh, Galley, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it is my number five. That's a big, big wind up to what my number five is. It is this little non-action figure, little metal painted sculpture of Luke Skywalker with no hand, no right hand. And then his left arm is a big hook. <laughs> and it is made so you can hang him from the bottom of uh, the the Bespin, little Bespin set. And perfectly perfectly sculpted uh to work together with a lando figure uh that helps him down from the top hatch that's what it was (laughs) so it's just this amazingly specific moment of luke in horrific trauma but it also just he looks he's so functional Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that Mm -hmm. hook arm looks like ah buy this luke and you know uh, hook him on things, make make a necklace out of him. So it's it's beautiful and horrific and funny all at the same time. This is a great start to our list. This is absolutely the spirit of the list. Uh, I'm so glad you you selected this one. And I had the chance to speak on uh, this whole line on a, a podcast called How Do You Figure with Blake Schultz and Justin Donaldson lately. And we're, and we're trying to to uh, all get over there and talk about some other things. They, they do a fun show looking at collectibles. And they, they were overjoyed to talk about this because uh, Justin, who's in our, our age group, Justin was like, oh, yeah, those things. And Blake's a little younger was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are these things? And I have I have them, too, but I didn't I never I don't know how I acquired them. Do you remember those days, Justin, where you like you just don't know how you acquired the toys that you have? They just show up in your collection. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I remember wanting these um, and I remember having these. But, yeah, I don't have the specific memories of that's the day I went and got it. It's Best Bespin Gantry. Excuse me. Best Bespin Gantry action uh, play set. And yeah, the, the sculpts were really great, really dynamic. And some of them are, like, funny and weird. Um, yeah, and it, I went to this uh, site, toysyouhad.com, that has a great breakdown. And I was finally able to sort through my various memories and, and figure out which ones I really did have and which ones I imagined having. <laughs> So I'm going to have to go to that website after, after the show. Um, love this one. And I, yeah, I, I, so I have the Luke, but I don't have the Lando and have Han, which is like Bespin Han. And he's crouched down holding his blaster. So Luke would fit on that one pretty well, not the Lando that he was made for. And then I had rebel troops and snow troopers. I had, and it's a C-3PO. I, I, the, I had the weirdest fan fiction reenactments with those figures and no play sets. I just had those. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I was trying to figure out because I was pretty sure that I didn't. I, I know that I have the Hoth set that is the Hoth Wampa Cave because I remember being fascinated by uh, Luke, who's meant to hang upside down, but just now kind of looks like he's collapsed yeah. in a I can't yes. even kind of way. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have the rest of the Hoth. I'm like, but I had all those rebels in snowtroopers. They were a mail away build your army set. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's maybe I mailed away for that and forgot. Wow. Right, because uh, let me see if this snowtrooper it really jogs your memory. Uh, welcome to Memories of Snowtroopers Past. Uh, <laughs> the one who's basically like kind of lying down, but propping yes. themselves up on their hands. He's like failed at a push-up. 
Yes. Yes, exactly. And it, it looked, yeah, it looks like he's trying to get a presidential medal of fitness or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he looks utterly perfect if you're like, I'm building my set and this guy's kind of crawling on the ground with his blaster sneaking up on somebody. But if you don't understand, that's how he's supposed to interact with the floor. You're like, well, is this guy mid jump? Is he doing modern dance? What the hell's happening? I, I used to prop him up as if he'd just been, you know, shot and he's like falling back or <laughs> singing along to a great gospel song. Like he's got his hands in the air. It's great. And so, yeah, I get he's doing the military crawl, but you're so right. That had no use to me as a kid. I'm like, I need some action. <laughs> he needs to think. And there I just touched on the reason why this line started to kind of fall apart is the idea is great. But yeah, kids, uh, the, the, the t- intended arg- uh, audience back then was like, how do I play with these? I just set them up and stare at them. I mean, I had I, I had some fun playing. In particular, I got uh, the chunk of the Death Star uh, that had a fast closing door, and I yeah. spent so much time throwing my little guys through there. <laughs> yes. Now, I I I, I think, and we could we could probably seriously do a whole show on this uh, as well. But like, I really think if they brought this line back, slap the vintage on it, whatever you need to do. Like this was this is the kind of collectible I need now. Doesn't take up a ton of space, displays well, and I can just put it on a shelf and point at it and go, yep, I love Star Wars. Yep, you can scratch that collectible urge and get lots of characters, lots of locations, lots of distinct and specific moments from the movies and TV shows. Yeah, I would love yep. this. Great choice, man. Uh, that's that's my, uh, uh, give the floor to you to uh, any final thoughts on uh, Luke with his arm off. <laughs> No, I mean, if, if if you're a fan and you're listening and you're like, I, I don't know anything about this, uh, I think this uh, website, uh, toysyouhad.com slash Star Wars Micro, it, it's, it, it's got pictures of the of the boxes and the sets and the figures so you can really get it. It's a, it's a really fun set. I could have listed uh, any number of characters, but that <laughs> working through the pain of poor Luke, uh, no right arm and a, and a left arm building uh, out there for support. That's a great way to start. And I know we know there's a lot of listeners out there probably pulling their own off their shelves right now and going, yes, yes, I have these too. Exactly. Uh, That is a great number five. We're on to my number five. And I'm going to something that's very modern. And that's kind of the point. Sometimes when you look at these lists, you look at things you've had for a lot of years, uh, some emotional attachment. My number five is the Lego Razorcrest set. Mm. Now, it is great. I know, Joseph, you are still awaiting the shipment of your HasLab Razorcrest. Uh, you're going to have to get a new parking spot in your uh, complex to park it toy coming soon. I know. I got an update email saying Ooh. that I need to verify my address because it's being sent very soon. And it, this is this is the absolute cruel moment that I wanted to share, Ken. Yeah. That email adds with, you know, I bet your shelf is ready. Like, no, it's not. It's oh. not at all. Oh, it's amazing. Well, I'm not getting that shipped to me. I wish I was, but I, uh, you know, still, I love Lego sets. I've been, uh, Lego is just, I was raised with it and I've been collecting since the early eighties and, and playing and building and doing those things. And a couple of years ago, I started the, the brick building streams on my Twitch channel and have a lot of fun. So naturally I was building the star Wars Lego sets, but, um, just because of you and I talk often about it, I don't have a lot of room to display things and Lego, they get very dusty. So I've been without reservation building them. And then taking them out to my storage shed and putting them in a nice plastic, uh, you know, storage totes, like wrapping them, keeping them safe, and I'll keep the minifigs in a separate thing. Um, I don't take them apart, but I, I have no, I'm, I'm not worried. Like, there's been no like, ah, bummer, I can't display these. Right? Along uh, comes the Razor Crest set, and it took, <laughs> it's a big build. It, it took a couple, couple sessions. Got you a little Grogu, got everything, and I finished it. 
And I was like, there's no way in hell I am taking this anywhere but my shelf. It is a beautiful set. It's got weight to it. It's a very detailed Lego set. The Grogu's course course cute. It's got the work and sliding doors, everything you kind of expect from a Lego set. It just, it, 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 once it was built, it just didn't even feel like a Lego set. It felt like, it felt like I'd built a, a model and I just, I stare at it every day. I sometimes take it down, do a little playing with it. <laughs> you you fly around a little bit? Just do a boop, 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 boop. You know, just do one of those um, and open the doors and look at it. It's just, and uh, I, it, it just won me over. Like in, in an era where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I built it and it's, it's stored and I don't miss some of the Lego sets that I've done that with recently. This one, I just, it, it just, it's still, I'm staring at it as I'm speaking to you and I want to play with it. Oh, that sounds so great. Did you enjoy building it? Was that, is that like a part of your attachment? Do you like, do you look at that and go like, I made that with these hands? Well, you know, I am, uh, I don't have my dad's engineering hands. So yes, I, I also have uh, displayed the helmets. I built those helmets. Uh, Boba Fett, uh, Stormtrooper, Biker Scout, TIE Fighter, the helmets. And those ones were so simple, but so difficult because all the helmets kind of look the same. So you're putting together, uh, putting a lot of same color, you know, the, the pieces are all look the same on the instruction manu- manuals, what I'm trying to say. And like, I got lost on them. So I'm like, yes, I put those up there. I was like, I'm not, I'm not storing those because I did that. The Razor Crest, yeah, a little difficult, uh, you know, bigger build, uh, but um it was even more than that, Joseph. It's just it just represents that whole series and what I grew to love about that show so much. And we all love the Razor Crest, uh, the Volkswagen van in space, uh, and uh, it just all adds up to this wonderful set. Uh, I think that's so great. I think that's an absolutely great pick. And I I know this joke has been made, but it's just it's it's so beautiful and painful that your Razor Crest is the Razor Crest when it's all uh, complete. But sadly, if you had never built it, it would also be an accurate depiction of the Razor Crest. Yeah, well, and, and the, the week I was doing it on, on Twitch was the week it blew up. <laughs> I, 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 I had been, I think I was doing a two-parter. I think if I remember right, I started the build and then I was like, part two, well, I guess we could stop. <laughs> like, this is where we're at. But yeah. I guess I nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. So there you go. That's my number five, Lego Razor Crest, which means we're up to your number four. My number four, I am jumping to the modern. I'm not a huge collector of the Funko Pops because uh, I, if I let myself go, uh, you know, once I start down that path forever, will it dominate uh, my destiny, my shelves, and they will fall on me and I will. I will need to call 911. So I'm very uh, careful about uh, which ones I try to pick up. This one was an absolute yes, because one of the great things to me about the Funko Pop line is right now it is the only way to kind of get representations of some characters or, you know, moments uh, that I like until the action figures uh, catch up. So my number four is Emperor Sheev Palpatine, Darth Sidious from The Rise of Skywalker in particular, the restored emperor. Um, Mm. My favorite Funkos are always the Mm. evil or angry characters, the kind of characters who would be furious if they found out they were depicted this way, right? (laughs) (laughs) That they look mad to be a Funko. I love those uh, Funko Pops. Uh, Mm. I I love that. Everything about the emperor in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker, but particularly the restored emperor the fact that, you know, those robes are like so cool and so new and that just crimson blood red and a, a cool like belt that looks very Star Warsy. That's some kind of like tech, you know, looks like he could, you know, order lunch on that thing, you know. <laughs> and then just that great, beautiful Star Wars weirdness of like, yes, he he rebuilt his body and back to his former power uh, with the 
absolute life blood of Ray and Ben, but somehow he also made himself <laughs> just a dandy new outfit that he's yeah. been thinking about for a long time. Like, no more of the all black. I need some red. I need some flair. The new emperor is going to be loud and proud. Oh, I love this. And you're so right. The thing I do love a lot of Funkos is is a lot of characters or moments are are in Funko form and nowhere else. And that makes them kind of fun. And, and, and even when you, you think you're out, you're like, I'm done. Uh, for me, I'm like, I'm done collecting Funkos. I'll turn the corner at a store, line, a store and be like, oh, oh, I'm not. I'm not done collecting <laughs> Funkos. They got something I need. Yeah, exactly. Something I need. And the last thing that I really love about this one is obviously uh, I have the original uh, Emperor as well because I, I l- just adore how cranky he is. And there's lots of different ways to have lightning in Palpatine's hands. In Restored Emperor, he's got his hands kind of upturned and the lightning feels like it is uh, just kind of dancing out of his palms rather than his mm. fingers. So he's kind of holding them like he's offering them to the person looking. So it keeps, I look at it and I feel like he's got like lightning and that's what he's bringing to the potluck of like, (laughs) I see uh, you brought a hot dish. I brought lightning. (laughs) I brought unlimited power. (laughs) Exactly. So that's my number four Uh, restored Emperor Palpatine Funko pop of fury. uh, Love it. Love the only thing I'll say, I'll add on that. It's on my list of things. If I think I might need still, because you and I have this uh, wonderful obsession with the emperor. We love to root against him, but we do love collecting him. (laughs) And I, I don't have that emperor. So yes, Yep. I love to hate him and disagree with his ideology. I love disagreeing with his ideology. And I do that in Funko Pop form. There you go. Great number four. My number four from uh, an evil overlord trying to take over the galaxy to a hero trying to stop him. I'm going to play school's Star Wars Galactic Heroes Han and Tauntaun set. Oh, yes. You can get uh, this in other sets, too. They have like a Wampa one, and I'll uh, discuss that in a second. This is uh, an older set. I think this one, I had. I was looking it up. I do think it is from like 2002 range. Wow. Um, and I've had it for that long. It's traveled many, many roads. It has been with me. Many, many houses, many lives. It has led <laughs> alongside my lives. And this is, as you would imagine, it's a play school. So, you talk about going to the toy aisle and taking toys that's intended for children. This is intended for like toddlers. <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> oh, lower on the chain, ages uh, one and up type of thing. And it is, uh, it is as you'd imagine, it's like kind of a little uh, comic y, uh, cartoony version of Han and Hoth gear with a big oversized blaster for the toddlers to play with. Uh, and the Tauntaun is, is, it looks like he's going to say something like, oh, We're going to get there, Han. Like, he's just, <laughs> it's a total Saturday morning cartoon vibe. You can get the Luke one as well. And then there's another set. And this is why I do know this is this the, the range of 2001, 2002 does track. I, I picked it up because I turned the corner. I just was like, what is this? And this is, you know, an era, prequel era, all that stuff where I wasn't collecting Star Wars stuff as much. I wasn't shouting to the hilltops like I'm a Star Wars fan. And I just remember thinking, can I buy this? It's in the kids aisle. Hmm, yeah, I will. Uh, one of the other sets, and I never got it. Um, it's called the Stompin' Wampa set. <laughs> And I never got it. I had it in my hands. I said, I'll come back for it. I never got it. 20 years have passed. Yeah, I can get it online, whatever. But that name, the Stompin' Wampas, became my fantasy baseball team name for like 15 years. <laughs> and it's still like, I laugh every time I just think of like the Stompin' Wampa. Again, like it's a, a cartoon you're watching on Saturday morning. Hey, I'm going to come get you. I'm the Stompin' Wampa. It's just, 
always tickles me. It's just a different connection to that level of, of Star Wars joy that's just base level, fun, silly, weird. And I love collecting Han on Tauntaun. That's just uh, one of the things <laughs> I, we mentioned in a, in a recent book of Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett on 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 uh, Bantha is one of the, like that's going to be maybe my new collection uh, uh, trend. But I just love. I have a lot of different versions of Han on Tauntaun and detailed Black Series ones and whatnot. This is the only one displayed. Because it's it's kind of smaller and it's just fun and it just every time I see it I smile and that's part of the reason uh, we collect these stuff. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, yeah, I pulled up an image of this and I was like, oh no, I've seen that in, in Ken's home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love just how large. Uh, you know, obviously it's the non-realistic proportions in Han's just massive fist. It looks like he has some that's weird superpower. Like uh, Han Solo can make his fist big and punch his enemies. He's gonna punch. Yes. <laughs> Boba Fett right in the helmet uh, and you're so right about the Tauntaun's expression in this photo it really looks like he's like as soon as I get off work I'm gonna crack open a beer I'm so <laughs> done I'm so done working for the day as soon as I can get this guy off my back I am yeah. going to work it's great I want like you know I, I want like a stop motion uh, version like a like a, sh a YouTube short on the Star Wars channel of, of these uh, play school lines and and by the way the line's still going because uh at target now there's a anakin in uh, like an attack of the clones era anakin in like a maybe a speeder maybe it's from the chase i think i've looked at it and then there is the biker scout uh one of the biker scouts who took grogu on a Oof. speeder bike and you know i love my collecting my speeder bikes and my biker scouts too and i just i i i'm gonna have to get that <laughs> There's just no question. I feel like I just heard you break uh, live as we're recording. Like I, I, I have to. I have to. You have to understand. Yeah, it's it's just a great line. Great line. Yeah, I want to ask you a quick a question about this the galactic hero in, in in general. So, like uh, for me, I recognize this is totally a bias and a taste thing. But I generally, outside of Funko Pops, don't gravitate towards things that don't have the kind of uh, realistic proportion. Or if they do have a stylized proportion, I still want it to be in the kind of it's cool vibe for toys. And this is just like, it's so fun. It's so playful. Um, do you have that hang up at all where you, you're not normally drawn to things that have the kind of different or more cartoonish or fanciful proportions? Yes. Yes, I do. I do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, especially if I'm going to display them. Like I, I don't, you know, Lego, it's a little different, right? It's its own kind of aesthetic and, and, and yeah. whatnot. And, and Funko too. But yeah, normally I, I would say if I'm really going to display it, I, I tend to go to the realistic side. But I think there's something, and maybe it's changed over the years. Maybe Funko Pop help with that. Uh, that, um, but I like the packaging more than I like the pops. I've always said that. But with mm. the bicycle one, I think uh, there's just something so silly about it that it it does draw me in a little bit more than they that you used to over the years like I, I would I would look I wish I had the allowance money to collect sideshows they're or the, or the space they're beautiful uh they look and then the fabric is real and the work they go into it's great I just I just I can't play in that I can't play in that game <laughs> I'm in I'm over in the minor leagues and so there were therefore I am kind of drawn to that because I, I like the subtler stuff you, you know from like t-shirts and stuff like I like people going hey is that Star Wars versus Hey, that, uh, you know, T-shirt that is, uh, you know, Han, Han, Han Solo cereal is really funny. Like, I don't like that stuff as much anymore. I like the subtle, but I think there's something on this side where I just like the silly. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. I, I am. Uh, I think I'm happy that I like these. I love seeing them, love talking about it, but don't want to collect these kind of things because I would be in even more trouble. <laughs> yeah. And also, as we're talking, I typed up the Galactic Heroes Stomp and Wampa playset. Um, yeah, no, we're going to have to wait for my uh, next uh 
next tax return for that one. Wow. It took like that. Excellent. Well, we got to get you that. We got to get you that. Oh. <laughs> no. uh, that is uh, that is my number four. The Play School. Uh, my voice is breaking like I'm a kid collecting Star Wars. Play School Star Wars Galactic Heroes. Han and Tauntaun. Joseph, we're up to your number three. Uh, my number three is also staying a little bit modern, and this is going to uh, one of my early loves, but a modern version of that, and it is a stuffed animal. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, uh, particularly when I was a little bit younger, uh, I really, really liked uh, stuffed animals. In particular, bears uh, have my bear chocolate. Yes. Uh, it's still still around here with me. Uh, I threw this uh, teddy bear chocolate around so much that uh, he kept bursting open and losing a little bit of his filling. And then uh, uh, my mom and, and my dad would take turns sewing him up. But very soon, chocolate became very thin like I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is great. Uh, anyway, so that is all to just kind of lay out, like, you know, when I was young, and sometimes it would be like, uh, you go to the store and like, do you want, you know, two action figures because it's your birthday or do you want, you know, one stuffed animal? Uh, so I mostly followed the action figure love, but I still do ha- have a, a soft spot in my heart for the old stuffed animals. So mm-hmm. when Last Jedi came out and porgs were everywhere, I was like, I need a porg. <laughs> 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 and there are a lot of different porgs, but like, you know, some of them were like the weird mechanical ones that were like furry on the outside, but like you could feel their weird, hard mechanical insides. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like, no, I want to, I want a proper stuffed animal that one can mm. hold and cradle and squeeze and whatnot. Um, and it wasn't long; they weren't available for very long at Target. They disappeared very, very quickly. Uh, but I got a relatively large stuffed porg. And that is sitting on a chair in my living room that used to be for humans uh, to sit on, but now it is entirely for stuffed animals. And it is like, it's a porg, a log from Twin Peaks, a sea otter, a bat, three squirrels, and my porg. (laughs) And the porg is uh, perfectly positioned to be uh, looking at the window. So like uh, on the right day, like the the LA golden hour hits the porg on his big glassy eyes and the porg just looks like they're thinking about like, "Uh, it's been a long time in LA. There's no place like LA, but I'm going to make it work here. Uh, It's a really straightforward stuffed animal with big glossy glass eyes. Uh, I've shared pictures of myself with it uh, before. I just love it. It captures that weird, that weird fun of the porgs that they're kind of cute and super weird at the same time. Oh man, that's great. I've seen it, seen it in person and it's, uh, it it fits so well in your home. And I love, I love the connection between, Something you loved as a kid. I, you know, I was one of the stuffed animal kids as well. And it's just, it's always a, you know, it's such a, a special plate, place in your heart. And, uh, uh, and it's different from plushes because I have some plushes that I like. I have a Wampa plush. It's pretty cool. Yoda plush. I have a Boba Fett plush because, you know, the deadliest bounty hunter in the galaxy in plush form is, is great. But I guess maybe that was uh, tipping us off as uh, to the uh, heartwarming change he was going to go through later. Um, but those are different than stuffed animals, the old classics. And that Porg is built for that. Yeah, so absolutely great, absolutely beautiful, and I kind of, I'm so glad I bought it when I did because it disappeared. It wasn't even in the toy section. I think it was in like the pillows and bedding section of Target. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, so that's my number three. Love it, large stuffed pork, which which also sounds like a an item at Smokehouse that you can order. <laughs> large stuffed yeah. pork, please. All right, my number three, we are going to Funko. We're going to Funko. And this one is, uh, unfortunately, it's one of those ones I I had to kind of lock away in storage for space. Uh, It is the Funko Rancor set. 
this morning mm. guard, uh, Luke, the Rancor to scale pretty much for them too. And, and I think there's a, there might be like a bone in his hand off to look that up here online. Uh, this one, I said, I said earlier, I, I, I definitely was, and I still am a fan of Funko Pops. Got a chance to go to the store here in LA and Hollywood recently. And it was just a fun experience. There's so many cool things on the life-size ones and everything. It just, it, it was, it, yeah, reminded me that, yeah, even though I don't collect them as much, I do love the brand. But I've always said I've always kind of enjoyed the packaging more than the pops themselves. There's just something about the packaging that that just connects with childhood joy. But also makes you go, it doesn't look like the character I love, but it's a character I love. And and therefore kind of, you know, like you said, it's a little out of scale, the large heads, and it, it might not be everyone's taste. Um, but tracking down Funko Pops over the years and bigger sets and the special sets they've uh, released has been one of the joys of it for me, um, getting the Funko uh, uh, Wampa is one I enjoyed as well. I have a lot of Game of Thrones Funko Pops, uh, a lot of pro wrestling Funko Pops, too. Getting the Rowdy Rowdy Piper one, someone uh, who had a chance to meet and work with for a short amount of time towards the end of his life. Like, that meant something to me. Um, that said, I love also just kind of getting weird Rancor sets, too. And you and I were in Las Vegas, Joseph. <laughs> uh, going to uh, Wizard World Las Vegas. We had a four-center panel out there. We had traveled uh, separately out there, but we were staying in the same hotel. And we are on the floor, and I saw it, and I had to get it. And you captured a picture of the moment. I, I did, yeah. you were, you. were I remember you were so like, yeah, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> you know, I, I drive to Vegas. I don't, like, uh, I'm close enough to where I, like, I enjoy the drive to Vegas. It's nice and relaxing for me. So no, no worry about getting back on an airplane, but it was just like, it was the cost. It was a big thing. And I'd already, you know, I was running, already running out of space. Like nowhere I was going to put this in my apartment at the time. Uh, but I love collecting it. And uh, Ma Garrett and I, back at the Jedi Alliance day, she loves collecting Rancors as well. So there's something we, we had a shared joy over that. And yeah, I, I, when I think back of things I love, it, there's a lot of other Funkos that I, that I maybe like I, I display and have a little bit more fair, favorite characters or whatever. But that one, it was the joy of finding it and going, yeah, I'm committing to buying this. The picture you have, which I think is somewhere up on like, Facebook page. Here's a mess. It was a convention floor day. We just kind of run around the floor. Uh, we had a performance either before or after. I can't remember, but it was just like uh, we were there on Matt Key's panel. Um, so it was a lot of fun. The memory is uh, even more powerful than the toy itself. So that is why it's on my list. Well, that is great. Yeah, it, it, it's a great. I pulled it up on uh, on the old internet. Yeah, and it looks like it comes with Luke with a bone and Ula. That's right. Ula's in it too. Oh man, I got to go into storage. Yeah, and they they've got great proportions when you take them out of the package, but also in the package. And I remember this from the the, the day in the photo. I love that the rancor looks like the that he has to lean in to get in like the photo. <laughs> he does. <laughs> like right. this is about me too. It's right. It's Ula. It's not the Gamorrean Guard. It's Ula, which is both tragic but better. I, I'm glad again with Funko Pop. You got an Ula. You, you don't get Ulas out there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really do love the Funko Pops because I think the design does such a great job of capturing specific moments. And that's what's fun about them. And yeah, I, I always think of this, too, because I wasn't sure if I was going to pick something up or not. And then you were so excited about the Funko. It's like, I'm going to look for a Funko I like. And I found a, a Funko of the, you know, uh, horrific <laughs> Elder God Cthulhu. <laughs> and that is uh, now uh, proudly uh, displayed. I have Cthulhu, Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks, and Stan Lee as Funko Pops. A very weird team, but I'm happy for it. <laughs> weird team indeed. Oh, I love it. And, you know, now looking at the set, I have it up on my screen here too. Um, man, doesn't the perspective on this set has changed after that uh, Boba Fett episode? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, uh, the, the 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 time moves forward and it changes the past. 
does. It does. So that is my number three. Uh, sir, what is your number two choice for your favorite non-action figure Star Wars toy? Uh, my number two, we are jumping back in time. This is one that I definitely don't even remember uh, getting purchased for me. It's a very, very youthful memories, but then I had uh, throughout my life. Uh, so I've said this many times. My uh, brother and I would uh, we would share a little bit when we played, but we divided things up. And uh, uh, my action figures were my action figures, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And same thing with play sets. Uh, and he had a uh, three and three quarter Falcon that he'd got uh, relatively young in life. And uh, we played with it so much like it, I it's long since missing lots of the mm-hmm. stuff uh, mm-hmm. that, that comes with it. Uh, so at some point, probably uh, just out of uh, having pity on a millennium Falconless young child, <laughs> I got this uh, Kenner die cast uh, millennium Falcon, just tiny little representation of the ship. Um, but it's got the landing gear, three landing gears that come down, uh, the gun turret and the radar uh, kind of pivot around. And I just have so many deep memories of flying this around, uh, moving to different places and, and you know, pulling down those landing gears and, and trying it out <laughs> in different locations. Yes. Uh, it, it, tactile memory, like I can, I can feel the bumps, I can smell it. In, in particular with the design, uh, there are a lot of little patches of brown. Um, so it, it was really fun to just look at and study. And like, I think this die cast of the Falcon in particular is probably one of the things that made me appreciate that real kit bash aesthetic of star mm-hmm. Wars, uh, mm-hmm. because I spent so much time staring at this detailed thing that had so many more details than the big Kenner one. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, price to go at 600 bucks on eBay kids. Um, wow. It is uh, the Millennium Falcon, authentic replica of Han Solo's space cruiser. <laughs> authentic replica. It's got the, the brown spots indeed. Oh, man. I, I didn't own this one. I can almost feel it in my hands. This is great. Yeah, it was just it was just uh, it was a ton of fun. And I think helped uh, build my cl- uh, connection uh, to the Falcon. And again, in those mm-hmm. ages where it's like, oh, the Star Wars lives in my mind in whatever toys and storybooks and trading cards I have at home because I can't watch it again. This is the toy that helped, you know, build that relationship that I have with the Falcon to this day. I absolutely love it. Oh, there's one in a damage box for 200 kids. It's all right. You can get it. You can get it. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's funny because uh, Hot Wheels has done a great job, but they released uh, like some like micro machine type of versions. And, you know, you can get them at 7-Eleven for 10 bucks. I have the Falcon one there and it, it probably looks it, it's, it's lighter. It's not the, the quality of that diecast one. So I can just I can I can uh, I can understand your connection to that. There's something special about that little tiny Falcon on display. Yeah. And I think it's still in my storage in Minneapolis. So uh, when I revisit that again, maybe the Falcon's going to have to fly home to Los Angeles. <laughs> Sir, uh, can I uh, take your package? No, no, it sits with me here. It sits with me here. <laughs> it's worth $600 on eBay. Get off my back. Well, that's a great choice for number two uh, for you. My number two, well, I mentioned Hot Wheels. Well, that's an unintentional transition because my number two choice is the Hot Wheels Battle Roller Emperor Palpatine. Oh, <laughs> this is my favorite. So, yeah, Hot Wheels has been releasing these uh, um, uh, little uh, micro-machine kind of displays. Like, I have an N1 Starfighter. I have one of the Resistance Bombers, the Falcon. Someone gifted me, a, uh, like, a tie interceptor that's painted red uh, from a uh, mm. thing. And I have those on display. Easy, easy to display. Uh, 
Also on display is this uh, horrendous. Oh, wow. Horrendous toy. Okay. It's horrendous. And that's why I love it. You asked me earlier, Joseph, like, hey, do you like realistic stuff? And it's like, I, I was hesitating because the answer is yes, I do love the black. I love the black series line. That's why I have the the the, the biker scout on display, Infus Nest. I have Ray Speeder on display. I love them. They're, they're like mid-priced models that you can display. And if you want to go higher, you go sideshow. I love walking into a store. Most for me, everyone knows I love my 7-Eleven. I go in there and I look down. I'm like, what the hell is this? And... <laughs> You get you. There's there's an entire series. There's like thirty of them. Uh, you can get a Ray and Chewy in uh, the Falcon. You can get a, a Han one. You can get a Boba Fett uh, and all those. <laughs> the the Palpatine one is next level. It's, it is next level. It's amazing looking at these photos. Yeah, he is in. Uh, I'm trying to get a. Uh, it's I can't. It's too far away from my studio. I have it displayed. It is there. It is. There's a picture of it. So yes, it is. Um, <laughs> laughing at it now. Look, race and crash. Uh, so he is in a middle, uh, like a like a, a, a little version of a, of a, a shuttle tiger, uh, an imperial shuttle, and he's just sitting in it, and he has like his hands on two joysticks, like he's controlling it, and then the look on his face, it is just angry Palpatine racing at you as if he's going to crash into you, like it's a bumper car. <laughs> and it's it's tiny it's very tiny and it has one of those roll you pull it back and it and it, it rolls and takes off and hot wheels battle rolls rollers and i just i laugh every time i see it and it, it reminds me of you know again going back to like the play school thing i wasn't collecting star wars i was it just you stumbled onto star wars and yes the, the prequel figures and stuff are out but just sometimes you turn a corner and be like what is this Han on a tauntaun for kids i want it and that was me even now even in this age of of, of 2015 2014 on where more toys and it's now a thing and and i turned the corner probably getting a coffee and a donut at 7-eleven and was like what the hell is this <laughs> I get it. and it just that the joy of finding it the joy of having it and it is displayed it's still in the package i've never taken it out there's some horrendous Hot Wheels uh, Star Wars themed ones that are out there that are so horrendous. You got to love like I have the Jabba the Hutt van. Uh, there's the Boba Fett van. You can get like a Lando. There's the Luke. I have the Luke. And I think you're partial to that Luke one, too. It's mm -hmm. a car. It's a car, but it's Luke and Octo. And it's a weird thing. It's kind of that era when they released those. But the, and I, I, so I remember seeing those and being like, oh, those are fun. I, I have a couple of them. I have the Ewok one as well. But that battle roller one, I just laughed all the way home. And it's still one of my favorite things. It is so good. They're all good, but it, the Palpatine anger. Th this is why I love the cute things when they're combined with the angry characters because then it, to me, is just this great, <laughs> this perfect <laughs> mixture. It looks, this image to me looks like uh, the, the Imperial shuttle has a sunroof. Yes. <laughs> and Palpatine is like bursting out of it. Uh, you, I can't quite see the joystick, so it looks like he's bursting out of it and just slamming his angry little balled up fists on the roof of the shuttle going faster, faster. <laughs> Faster, kill, kill. Get them, do it, do it. Yeah, it does look he's like he like he's a Khrushchev pounded his shoe on a table. He's just like really angry. He's really angry. <laughs> yeah, in the I have images up of it in the package too, and the fact that it has that huge yellow text that says try me. <laughs> Obviously that means try the rolling function, but it feels like Palpatine going, Do you want to test me today? <laughs> try me. Try me. Yeah. I love this one. I mean, I'm laughing now. Uh, it's hilarious. 
Great stuff. Um, I recommend, folks, if you can get yourself a Hot Wheels Battle Roller Emperor Palpatine, do it, and your spirits will be lifted. Just like Palpatine <laughs> doesn't want you to feel. He, it'll, lift your, it'll lift your spirits. Uh, so that is my number two. That is my number two. Um, beautiful stuff. This has been great. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we got some honorable mentions, things that didn't quite make the list. And then our number one choices for our favorite non-action figure Star Wars toys. Stick around. More Star Wars. 
unimaginable at one point in like in the late eighties and uh, when I was collecting and into the nineties and even in high school, I was secretly collecting. I didn't want anyone to know, but I was collecting. <laughs> uh, now that would be different. I just, could you imagine, you know, star Wars Legos because the space Legos, I loved them and it was kind of like star Wars and I had my own stories and I had my own characters. I was that kind of kid. I'd make up little stories and names and characters and everything. And I serialized my plane. It was like previously on, and now we're going to continue the story. And a lot of people did that as well. Uh, so, when around the era of uh, the Phantom Menace time, uh, they started actually licensing Star Wars Lego sets. And I, you just can't imagine the, the joy I felt, which again, my relationship with Phantom Menace as it's changed and grow over the years, I still look back. And even if to this day, I absolutely hated every second of the movie. I don't, I love that movie. Even if that was the case though, it would be hard to deny that year and that time period, Joseph of, Things coming back and Star Wars in your hand and, and the N1 Starfighter, the Naboo Starfighter, the 1999 original one, which I still have. It just wow. could not believe. I looked, I was like, I got a Star Wars Lego set. You're kidding me. It was so great. Yeah. And for me, I, I love that time of being absolutely surrounded by Star Wars of just like everywhere you went, uh, there was some Star Wars. Uh, but even with all of the ups and downs that I had back then with Phantom Menace, for me, one of the ups was the N1 Starfighter. I always thought that one looked cool. Were you, were you there too? Were you always a yes. fan of the N1? Absolutely. I absolutely was. And, and I know a lot of this discussion, you and I were talking recently off air of like, Back in the day of, uh, oh, the, the, the prequel ships, uh, the, the Naboo ships look horrible. That ain't, that ain't Star Wars. It was like, that's to me, oh, that's always was Star Wars. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, bright yellow with just that great dynamic energy that's just zipping toward you. Man, I love the N1. And I I remember it being a big deal and, and friends who like uh, Lego more mm. uh, being out, just out of their minds that now Star Wars was a, a big part of this. And even back then, I was like, I, was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't begin this journey. It will dominate my destiny. It was, and it has dominated mine. The other one of my honorable mention before I kick back to you is the uh, more recent one. And it's great. They've been releasing these like little mini uh, kind of scene, almost scene play sets. It's the Lego Darth Vader transformation set, which is the title of it. Uh, uh, that's the one that I've looked at that's almost broken me. I, I've had it in my hand. Uh, let me tell you something. Treat yourself. Because when you build it, it's pr- pretty small. Like it doesn't take up a lot of display room. And I have that one. It's in storage. It is still built. But it is so you talk about taking dark things in Star Wars and packaging up and making these joyful little toys. <laughs> this is the transformation of Darth Vader. You have uh, the Anakin figure, then you put it in and then you spin a little uh, you spin a little wheel and then <laughs> Vader. appears. Oh, oh, I love it. And you got, you know, you get your Palpatine, you get your droids with it, everything. And um I think I think about think of it. Um, I know I just I just have one, um, and it's amazing. And it's and it's and it's you know you just think about that scene and think about Vader yelling no and Palpatine smiling because he's trapped him forever. And it's, it's such a dark moment in Star Wars. And it's like <laughs> here's these wonderful little fun Lego sets of darkness. So the Darth Vader transformation set, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah, is she safe? Is she all right? <laughs> uh, I always just like that one. I think one of the reasons is, yeah, that combination with the darkness and the cuteness, uh, but also there are the, those Lego sets that almost make sense of like, well, this is a scene about reconstruction. So yeah, that makes sense as a Lego. 
<laughs> it's great. So, uh, yes, there you go. Highly recommend that one. Uh, what is uh, on uh, some of the things on your honorable mention list? Yeah, a couple of things on my honorable mentions list, I, I admit, maybe uh, stretch the definition of toy, but to me, they they have toys. Uh, one of them is uh, Pez dispensers. I love the absurdity of Pez dispensers. Mm. Uh, for Valentine's Day a couple of years ago, uh, my wife got me a, a nice romantic uh, Star Wars Pez dispenser, which is the Praetorian Guard. <laughs> which i love because it's it's red uh obviously uh very exciting it is such a simple just helmet on top of a stick it's one of those characters like yeah, okay that's it it's, okay you can definitely recognize what it is but it just looks like a sculpture if you don't know star wars right yeah. but the thing that i really love about it is it is a match for the praetorian guard that ray fights so it means that the candy comes out of the neck exactly where Ray sliced this Praetorian guard. <laughs> <laughs> and now when I watch Last Jedi, there's a part of me that's like, ah, should some some little candies come out? I wonder if like someone from Pez was uh, got a uh, you know screener that movie and was like, oh, I got an idea, <laughs> <laughs> right? Perfect one. <laughs> It's a perfect one. It makes a kind of dark sense. Uh, this one I added as we were talking because I was remembering it, it is uh, one of the toys that I like uh, and I missed it. You mentioned it, but it's the, the Hot Wheels character cars. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a little bit torn on those. And those are the cars that are, uh, you know, sometimes it'll be like, hey, here's, here's a van that has Dengar airbrushed on the side, right? Um, but then there's the character cars where it's just like, uh, it's a car, it's cool, and it evokes the character. I did an episode of my Obsessed podcast a while back um, with a, a, a great guy, um, Andy Ashcraft, a game designer, awesome person who loves these character cars. And, it, and he convinced me like, but this is really cool to, to it, they're silly, sure. But it's also really cool from the designers to go like, what what colors make this character? What part of the car should be this character, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of fall in love with them and have to stop myself. Uh, but one of the ones that uh, you have as well, right? The the Luke Skywalker Last Jedi. Yeah, it's it's damn cool looking. It's got some green to accentuate his uh, his lightsaber. It's mostly looks like a, somebody pulled a big uh, beige hood over a car, <laughs> like they're storing it yeah. over an awesome sports car. But the detail that I love is that uh, right around the headlights, uh, one side of the car uh, is all just like exposed metal to be like Luke's <laughs> mechanical hand. Uh, love it. That's right. That's right. Oh, it's beautiful. And I, I described him earlier as hideous. I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> Perfectly designed to be hideous. Yeah. <laughs> and fascinating. I have a Vader one, too, that's just like, yeah, no, I'm. A, this looks like Vader's a Transformers. Like, yeah, if he turned into a car, that's what he'd look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have the Jabba one up there. And it's just, it's, uh, and I remember texting Jen Landa, the, and they're like, you got to get this. You're a Jabba fan. You got to get this. And then I have the Ewok. The Ewok one's a cute little buggy. It looks like just a like like wicket has wheels on it. It's great. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, so two more for me. Yeah. Uh, this one I was thinking about as we went. I think games count as uh, yeah as toys. Um, and I wanted to shout out the uh, the Han Solo card game. <laughs> oh yes, yes. It came out with the Solo movie. I can't remember the details. It's easily Googleable. But somehow along the way, the the titans that are lucasfilm marketing somehow lost sabacc uh so they can't they couldn't put it out as sabacc so it's the han solo card game 
but it's you know it's got the you know the kinds of cards that you see in the movie and you know i can't remember all the mechanics but it, it's just it's fun silliness and i only played the game once and i won and i was like that's it i feel yeah. like han solo this is great all my friends were playing like it's it's right that you won let's never play this again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have that version it's like a simpler version of sabak i know it's like the more movie version and there's by the way there's some great youtube channels up i don't remember the names to shut them out but you can look like there's some channels that just play sabak and have conversation it's a great idea um so i had picked up that set too and it's just something something really fun about it and just because you know you and i love solo so many people love solo it just i just every time i see it i have it in the garage in a box it's just like sitting there on the shelf next to my uh gym equipment so every time i'm working out i'm thinking of uh, playing sabak and cheating lando out of a falcon <laughs> yeah it, it is absolutely uh great and the final one for me is a, kind of a toy i guess it has a sense of play uh something i picked up recently it's a part of the 50th uh, lucasfilm anniversary uh back in the old 70s and 80s there were the ben cooper masks uh and they, this is a vintage recreation so the packaging has all this great kind of old style art of star wars uh, but it's the yoda mask and because of Yoda's uh, wonderful long ears, the mask can't be put in the package straight. Like okay. the the star, the stormtrooper and the Vader, you know, there's a little plastic window and it's just their face straight on. But because of Yoda, he's in the box diagonally. So when you're looking at this box with a great, beautiful vintage packaging, it's just Yoda's eyes with holes in the eyebrows for your human eyes to see through. <laughs> but it's just Yoda's eyes on a diagonal staring at you always <laughs> he's staring at me right now and i love it oh uh, yeah your story getting that one is great yeah i love the that, that is a wonderfully freaky in a good way yeah absolutely great so that's uh that's my runner-up a couple more on my list i do love uh i have the leia on speeder bike funko pop set um this is one of the ones where i was like i'm done with funko do love them i don't get them anymore and then i went to my comic shop and they had a bunch of them and i was like yeah add it to the stack i'm definitely gonna get this <laughs> you know, so it's just i love i uh, love the speeder bikes but uh that sequence and leia and the moment with wicked it's uh, one that's always special to me so uh, that's on there as well just and it, it's and it's displayed out of the box displayed uh so love that one there yeah that's an absolutely great one yeah uh, i also have uh I've mentioned it before, so I won't talk too much about it, but like from uh, the, the 95, 96 Power of the Force uh, era, I have uh, my Power of the Force Luke Skywalker lightsaber. Still, still, we, what is, is 2022 now, Joseph? All right. Yeah, that's still, correct. I am not lying, friends. I have never changed the batteries. I didn't play with it a ton for the batteries to go, but the same D cell batteries that I put in in my hometown <laughs> when I was living with my parents in 1995 are still in the lightsaber. Oh, wow, that that's just quality. That's just quality workmanship. It still works. The light, the batteries haven't like exploded or leaked. I know that was weird. It just still works. The forces <laughs> with them. Uh, the final one for me. I, another one I talk about a lot. And um, gosh, over the years, I cannot remember who sent it to me. I am so sorry if you sent it to me, uh, gifted me this. Uh, remind me so I can give you give you the credit you deserve. Uh, my. Um, you know, my early relationship with Star Wars Rebels was uh, a little more playfully cantankerous. I've always loved it, but uh, yeah, this and that. And uh, my cha my view of Star Wars uh, has, uh, you know, hopefully matured. And 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 I look at things a little different than just being a snarky comedian about things. But I hated those puffer pigs. I just did not like that episode. You got bring Blando back. He, he's dealing with puffer pigs, and that's what I said on air. Jedi Alliance uh, over here on Force Center I said it a lot. Guess what? I was I was wrong. That episode's great. Lando's use in that is great. And you know what? The puffer pigs are awesome. But it, to get to that point, for me to just be like, 
puffer pigs are, are acceptable to me in Star Wars. It was this squeezable puffer pig that this <laughs> wonderful Force Center listener gave me. I don't even know what line it is. I have to look it up online. I just have it. It's it's in my uh, uh, living room, displayed on my bookshelf. And if you squeeze it, it makes a horrendous pig sound. Beautifully, disturbingly uh, beautiful. Yes. Which uh, having chihuahuas in the house, like currently our chihuahua Baxter, he hates it. And if I bring it down and squeeze it, oh, he goes crazy. Grace also goes crazy. Doesn't like it either. But I just chase him around the house with a puffer pick because why not? But it's one of those things in Star Wars. This happens a lot where you're like, I hate that. I reject that. It isn't Star Wars. This is so stupid. And you pound your fist. Next, you know, you own a merchandise item uh, related to it or you own a t-shirt or you watch it again or you see it somewhere else and you're like wait a minute wait a minute that puffer pig is now a part of star wars to me in my heart and that was the journey i went on with the puffer pigs they're still a little weird they're definitely silly they're pigs that blow up into like balloon balls and make balloon ball sounds but you know what it's part of star wars and it brings me joy and i still look at that puffer pig Every single day. If you ever watch me play video games on Twitch, it is right off to the corner. I'm staring at it almost every time I play. The puffer pig, more than anything in Star Wars, is the thing I see every day. And I love it. The pig just getting ready to puff. Yeah, I think that I think that's so true of so many elements of Star Wars. Sometimes a new thing happens and you're you're not sure about it. And sometimes that opinion stays, but a lot of times you just you, you grow with it. And I think that so often happens around things that are weird and whimsical and fun and i think you know it's so natural for us to really get invested in like the depth of star wars and the, and the meaning and, and and the stuff that that really gets to your, to our soul and we always forget that that's that silly part of star wars uh, is always always there and the puffer pigs are a great <laughs> uh, honking reminder of that in your home <laughs> honking reminder indeed so the is uh, that is my honorable mentions uh, from there. We are going to go to our number one choices. I'll go first so Joseph can close the show down with his wonderful choice. Uh, my number one favorite non-action figure Star Wars toy is one of those ones I'll admit is it's on the cusp of is that a toy or just a collectible item? Uh, but my response to that is is I have uh, played with it in a sense, uh, and that is the Han Solo promotional dice uh, mm. the guy that came out. Uh, around uh, the time of Solo, obviously. One of those things, I think to the best of my memory, I do believe uh, one of the last days of Comic-Con 2018, me, uh, Grace, Mark Ellis, and Ash Crossan went to the convention floor. We had uh, some mimosas. We had a nice breakfast. It was that Sunday, which is kind of getaway day at Comic-Con. We said, let's go over to the, the floor. And uh, they had that big Falcon display, the, which I think was put together by the the Belgian wing of the 501st. I think they put that together. They had that at Celebration with a nice crew that uh, met us there. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, and so I went over to that, that whole thing, and it's fun. And Grace and I have a great photo. Daniel Kennedy, who at the time was working at Lucasfilm, was over there. Um, and I waited in line, and, and, and he, he was like, hey, there, let me, let me get you in. And out of that, I got the dice, right? So there's so much just fun attached to that day. Daniel's a great cat and Ash and Mark just having fun. And Grace and I get a great photo for a collection of, of, of life and memories. But then the, it took home the dice. And it's one of those things you're taking home. You're like, you get a lot of little tchotchkes and things at comic cons or conventions. And some of them go straight in the trash or some of them you go into storage. Some you don't see. <laughs> and I just remember looking at it going, I got Hans dice, man. Like I was almost looking at it. Like it was Leia in that scene. Hold it. Or <laughs> not Kyle losing connection to it, but just going, I got these dice. So I absolutely put it, 
got home, put it in my car, put it uh, my Camry uh, at the time, mm. and, and put it on the rearview mirror. Uh, that Camry, um, uh, uh, long story short, got in an accident and uh, beginning right before the pandemic, uh, and that car was totaled. And you know, you go you go to the shop, your car gets towed over, and you know you have to clear stuff out. And there was a lot of things, like a lot of people, you put stuff in your back trunk of your car, and I had a Camry, so it's been there. I, had a, I basically was clearing out my house. <laughs> First thing I grabbed with those dice, even to the point where I there was an expensive item that I lost. I left there, and they they took it, not stole it, but they took it because they're like, "Ah, oh, this guy left it here." And so I went back to get it. And they're like, oh, it's gone." Tow truck driver took it, something, and I always laughed because like I should have grabbed that first. No, I grabbed Han Solo's dice. <laughs> well, you need them for luck. I need them for luck. Uh, it's with me now. It's not in my current car. Uh, uh, it's sitting on the shelf right next to a. Um, uh, like a, a metal Han Solo belt buckle blaster thing um, that a uh, friend and listener of the show, Tamor, uh, sent me after my original one that was gifted to me got taken at the uh, uh, JFK airport. <laughs> it didn't pass. TSA uh, <laughs> took it, and I sat there, explained to them, it's Hans. It's a replica of Han Solo's blaster for his belt. It's not a weapon. And they took it from me. So next to that, I have this little display of the the, the blaster that uh, a friend of the show, Tamor, sent me and the dice, and it just sits there next to Full circle, Joseph, the place go Han Solo and Tauntaun. Wow, you got a whole just a tribute to Han Solo going on, which is so awesome. Uh, I love all of the uh, the wonderful emotional connections you have uh, to those dice. And uh, obviously, uh, I think they count uh, because they, they are a, a form of play. Uh, that's yeah. their actual history, the dice. Uh, and y- you can roll them around and <laughs> figure out your luck for the day. Uh, but, oh, man, I love those things that are like you can just take what's on screen and and not transform it into a toy, not turn it into a car, <laughs> uh, but just recreate it. And it feels like this real world thing. And that that connection of the parts of Star Wars that feel real uh, just pop. I think that's so great. Yeah, and I do play with them because when they were hanging in my uh, my Camry from the rearview mirror, you don't know, you don't know how many times I took that Camry into hyperspace, got on the freeway, it's like punch it, Chewie. No one was in the car with me, but we took off. <laughs> yeah, punch it, Chewie. Go five miles faster. <laughs> so that is my number one choice: the Han Solo promotional dice. Love him still. Uh, maybe one day I'll put him back in the car because uh, hey, like you said, Joseph, for luck. Uh, for but luck. Uh, we are now up to your number one choice. What is your favorite non-action figure Star Wars toy? Uh, I am so excited uh, to to share this. I do want to. I forgot to share something about the Ben Cooper Yoda mask, which is very important to me. Yeah. On the front of it, it says "Adult version of your childhood favorite," <laughs> 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 which. It felt important to share on this podcast because a lot of that, uh, a lot of that feeling is what this is about, about the things that meant a lot to us when we were kids and then getting to experience them at different ages and see how they impact our life. And that's kind of my number one. Uh, my number one is a toy lightsaber. Uh, just mm. absolutely outside of uh, uh, action figures, probably uh, the best Star Wars toy is to get to swing around that lightsaber. You know, I think that's a thing that has crossed generations. It crosses age. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan and you see a cylindrical long object of almost any kind and you play with it for a second, that's a lightsaber, right? Absolutely. So then to actually have a toy lightsaber, and I didn't get to have them uh, when I was a kid. I will always remember this. We had been to uh, uh, Toys R Us, and uh, my brother and I saw that these lightsabers were $1.99. Certainly, we must be able to afford that. And so my dad very kindly on the way home from work is like, all right, I'll stop at Toys R Us and I'll buy some lightsabers. And he's like, uh, kids, 
I got to teach you about leading, reading the difference between ones and sevens. <laughs> There's seven ninety nine, and we can't get two of those right now. Um, so it was. It's always been like oh, so close yet so far. So far. Um, and I've had uh, different ones over the years, but the one that means uh, the most to me, going back to that time that you're talking about, nineteen ninety nine, uh, Phantom Menace is everywhere. Star Wars is everywhere physically you know it's at the grocery store it's on pepsi cans <laughs> you know it's at fast food places it's on the screen it's on the television uh and it's in society too it's not just merchandising everybody wants to talk about star wars wants to engage with star wars even if it's just to poke fun at it so what i got was in 99 the qui-gon Jin lightsaber uh, and this was, uh, you know, kind of relatively big. It had the batteries in it. Uh, it had that, you know, you could uh, <laughs> flick your wrist and extend it, but yeah. uh, you, it couldn't entirely collapse. So it had that weird, like, Qui-Gon can only mostly turn off his lightsaber, but there's still some <laughs> green sticking out. <laughs> um, so I got that not just for fun and as a toy. Like, I probably would have bought it to just, like, joke around in my apartment and swing around because I like it. Uh, but this was that great time where uh, I was doing a lot of sketch comedy with a great group of people and audiences wanted Star Wars jokes. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so not only did I just have the lightsaber and like it, but I bought it and promptly deducted it from my taxes because I bought it specifically uh, to do a, a sketch uh, with my good friend. Uh, I, I had this one in particular. I did a show called, uh, long before I had the podcast Obsessed, I did a show called Obsessed. And it was like seven sketches about stuff that I was obsessed with. Uh, and one of them was Star Wars. And my friend was like, um, hey, uh, I'd be happy to, to actually work on it and like do some lightsaber choreography. So the sketch was like, I think it was like we were the odd couple, but then uh, <laughs> they got pissed at each other and pulled out their lightsabers. <laughs> And he had his Darth Maul lightsaber and I had uh, my Qui-Gon lightsaber uh, and we worked on it a ton to some of the choreography was like from the movies, but some of it we were just like, you know, pulling out of, you know, stage <laughs> combat classes that we had both taken and we, we were taking it so seriously, uh, but also it was just this great sense of play. Mm -hmm. So I have such an attachment to that lightsaber toy because I truly got to play with it as an adult because a lot of art, a lot of performing is just taking that instinct to play and to ask what if and to have fun and pretend to be, you know, like the thing that you like on the screen. A lot of performance is just bringing that into adulthood. Yeah. Um, so I'm so happy and so attached to that lightsaber that I truly got to play with in front of an audience. <laughs> Look, you, you, it, it's a certain level, you know, there's a certain level you reach, um, I'm not saying like success level, but a certain level in your heart as a Star Wars fan, when you are able to deduct Star Wars things on your taxes, <laughs> where you're like, I've done something right. This is great. Trying to build a life that I can be proud of. And that means deducting Qui-Gon's lightsaber from my taxes. Uh, that's great. I love the story and the performance. And yeah, that era and just you know, people wanting Star Wars jokes or, uh, you know, I know we, we talk often, but it's like it's easy to, you know, now you can look out there and there's a pop, pop culture landscape to, to be part of and, and discussions. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as easy back then, but the passion and the love clearly was there. Uh, and so when you could connect in those levels and the toys and then, yeah, the, make, correcting the mistakes of your youth, not getting a lightsaber then, like, that's a big thing, too. That's a big thing, too. Yes. Finally, the great error has been fixed. <laughs> it's been fixed. Oh, man. 
Wonderful story, Joseph. Great choice to close out the list. This was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs and a lot of memories. Uh, what are yours? We want to know. Send us a picture. Uh, you've got something in your storage that you're pulling out, maybe on the shelf. Don't be shy. Let us know. Follow us on Twitter at Force Center Podcast. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank so we can find it easier. And uh, we really love hearing from all of you. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. And uh, you can also like our Facebook page, Force Center Podcast. You can get an audiobook on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. And you can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots. Check it out. Search. Find the one that's best for you. We have a show we do on The Companion called Data Mink Dive. Fun show as well. It is exclusive to The Companion. You can sign up at The Companion. Uh, we tweet out information on that as well uh, when we put out the shows. And then uh, you can support us directly if you'd like over at patreon.com slash center. From there, you get into our Discord where you can have more conversations like this and share more pictures with like-minded Star Wars fans and friends. Um, you can follow me at Ken Napsuck or go to my website, KenNapsuck.com. Joseph, where can they follow you when you post more pictures of uh, these toys you're sharing today? <laughs> uh, you can find me on social media where I do indeed post lots of pictures and I was getting excited to post some more while we're talking. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw and all of my other uh, life comedy adventures stuff you can find on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. That is it. Thanks for listening, my friends. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.